I really need everything to be um quite obsessive over the the details and everything. Every folder has to be named correctly, and there that. can't be. Yeah, I get really I get really annoyed with messy folders on Dropbox, and and because I'm shared with so many people now, there I have so many messy folders, and it drives me mad. Ashley Baxter. Paddy Donnelly. How's it going? Great. It's going great. It's it's a good afternoon. How's it going on your end? It's a great afternoon, yeah. Oh, wait, I have a question. Oh. See, when people say, how's it going, is that basically, are they asking you how you are? Mm-hmm. I never, go, I never get that. What, do you, do you not say how you, how you, how's it going in Scotland, though? No? Yeah, but I've just never known what to say. How's it going? How's... How's your life going? Is it uh, <clears throat> okay? How you well, doing? Yeah. Glad we've cleared that up. Now I can answer those <laughs> questions with the correct, the correct response. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll let you. I'll let so, you go. Last week we talked about Ashley's process, which uh, yeah, her particularly her her photography business. So going from where she gets clients to the first meeting with them to the big day. And then eventually, you know, how you hand off everything at the end. And um, I think we had a, an interesting discussion on, on there were a lot of similarities in what, in what my process looks like. And uh, so I thought today we could go over, we could go over how I work, like my, just go from beginning to end of one client project for me. So that, yeah, just to see, uh, how similar, uh, even though they're in different, they're in different industries. I think definitely more listeners have a lot more in common with what you do for a living than what I do. So yeah, but I'd be I'd be interested in finding out uh, like p- how people do it differently, or or how people think I could uh, I could change a few of the things that that I'm doing. So yeah, if you can, if you have ideas, or or you work uh, you work differently to to the the way that I work, um, I'd be happy to hear about it. So you can tweet us at working out show, or you can email us on info at working If you have any thoughts on what we're talking about today. So yeah, maybe I'll just start on, on talking about how I get clients. That seems to Go be the, the Where logical start. starting point for me at the moment. Nowadays, it's, uh, it's usually they're coming to me and, and, emailing me it's usually via email I do get quite a few as well who are from referrals so from past clients have have uh, have recommended me for for a job and so this uh, this new client is getting in touch with me usually over email um, because they've they've seen my work elsewhere or or they're uh, they've been on my portfolio site or somebody else has done a project with me and they've they've recommended me so that's now at this point in my career it's it's uh, I get enough work coming at me that I don't need to go go out and look for it, you know. But uh, I mean, when I started, I was really active on uh, on there's there's a variety of of job sites and project sites where where uh, pro, you know cl- clients post uh, post projects and they're looking for a designer or an illustrator or developer. Folio is a, is a great one uh, that I got a few jobs off. Um, you did the Perch website through that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did the 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 Perch website, and that came that came through that came through Folio. I think they put it up on Folio, and and I maybe contacted them through that. Um, and they would yeah, have been they, a good client to work with. Too. Yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah, Rachel and Drew were um, 
uh, were fantastic clients to to work for. So I was really happy uh, working with them. So uh, I got that through the the Folio website. So it's definitely one to check out if you're out there looking for looking for work. Uh, keeping an eye on on dribble jobs and um, you know the designer news website. Yeah. Yeah. So they they list jobs on there as well. So I mean, there's tons of uh, there's tons of different sites you can you can use to find designer and developer jobs. But that must be so competitive, though, going on to designer news and seeing a position for an illustrator. But so are hundreds of other illustrators. It's better to kind of be headhunted, is it not? Well, yeah, but that's. Uh, that's exactly what we talked about last week when you, you when you were saying about how you go the you make the extra effort and do you know ask them more about you know how the couple met and and what their what they want out of their wedding and how they see the the photography being and stuff because yeah I'm going up against a lot of other illustrators and designers who have the same skills as me but where I've where I've won projects has been. Uh, like insisting on a on a Skype call to go over uh, the the project and and asking about the the backstory of the the backstory of the project and and what they're really trying to achieve out of this you know what's their goal for the for the whole the whole project and and things like that are things like that are are not common when yeah a lot of designers uh, don't seem to ask that because of of yeah, ask clients, you know, why, why they went for me and why they wanted to work for me. And they, they said it was, yeah, we had a, from the very first meeting, we just had a good feeling because you, you, you kind of understood what we wanted to get out of this. And, and sometimes they've said, yeah, we didn't actually know what our goal was until we had a chat with you and you asked us. So, I mean, I think a lot of people, especially on these, you know, job board sites, a lot of people are just throwing out automated replies to and just applying for everything but if you i usually get in touch with uh with them and say i'm interested in it and i send them you know a, a short email or reply or whatever it is and say that uh you know shoot them a link to my my portfolio but also kind of say why i'm interested in the project or and and yet yeah, say can we set up a skype meeting or something to talk about uh to talk about the project and and get it kicked off and uh so that's usually my my second step then is to kind of set up a, a meeting to uh, to discuss to discuss everything like their their budget and their deadline and what their what the basic details of the the project are and and basically run over how i work uh, well which is basically this this episode of the podcast just running over everything of of what they should expect from me in the project. So that's that's usually my my first steps, and then then I will decide whether I take on the project, and also yeah, they will decide if they want to work with me or yeah, not the, based upon that. Well, the budget thing kind of confuses me because the way that I'm imagining it, you obviously have a certain figure in your head as to what your minimum is for each project you do. So what if you for example, you go onto one of these designer news websites and respond to an ad and take the time to have a meeting with them and talk about their needs. And then at the end, they say, oh, and our budget is £200. Mm-hmm. Does that even happen? Well, usually, yeah. Uh, the Usually on most of these sites, they have to list, you know, the budget. So there's, I kind of ignore, under underneath a certain number, I would ignore uh, most of the 
most of the the postings on there but if i get something like an email from someone and they don't mention the budget that's usually one of the first things i ask so even before a skype call like my must just my first reply you know ask you know what sort of budget and deadline are we talking about here because uh yeah i mean that's those are the two things that are really those are you know two of the the major um decision points uh you know there that's going to be the the reason why i say yes or no to the project i mean there's if the budget is is too low for is too low for me then uh, i'm not going to take it on if the deadline is too soon or it doesn't work for me and i've got other projects then i can't take it on either but apart from that the only other things that would that would put me off taking on a project would be yeah if i really if it really wasn't the type of project i I wanted to do um like like creatively I try and I try and think about how much creative freedom I'm going to have in the in the project and and is it going to be uh, something I want to add into my portfolio that's a question I would ask myself whenever I'm I'm talking with them and you can get a good vibe of of uh, people in their first in the first meeting on on how creative they're going to let you be in the project and how, or are they going to uh, overrule a lot of your decisions and all of that sort of stuff has to happen yeah really early on and we talk about the uh, you know what I expect from them in the project and say that I'm not just a yes man and going to accept everything they say I'm going to you know challenge back points and similarly they should be challenging challenging me back and, and that's how we get the best the best um, design decisions so all that sort of stuff has to happen, yeah, in the first uh, in the first meeting, and yeah, the, the budget is is uh, is a big one that that so often seems to you know people seem quite shy about ch- chatting about uh, about the budget in a project, or they they won't they won't tell you what their their budget is, or even you know designers aren't uh, aren't asking you know upfront you know okay what's what's the budget? I mean it's it's a really important part of of any project you know it's going to decide whether you take it on or not so but as i'm often on the other side like i've said many times before i'm usually the client hiring you know designers and developers and i just find it so difficult to know what my budget is like to know what the going rate is for what should you be expecting to pay somebody it's it's mm-hmm. it's a tough one but that's gosh yeah that's a whole other episode. i mean i've done it uh I usually try and ask them what kind of budget they're working with or even roughly, but I also uh, give them back an estimation. So after, you know, they talk me through in detail what they want from the app or the the website or illustration or whatever it is, I I go away and estimate it, you know, based on my past experiences. I I estimate how long it's going to take me and and how much I think it's going to cost. And then I, and then I come back to the client with a, with a, uh, an estimation uh, detailing you know in pretty good detail everything that I that I will be doing within the um, within the project and I uh, talk about deadlines in there and uh, daily rates and um, payment schedules all that sort of stuff and I use uh, Andy Clark's contract killer uh, I use a you know just an edited reworked version of that um, and yeah I I deliver that to the client so many times I've delivered that to the client and then you know they they didn't tell me the budget uh, up front um, or they didn't have a budget in mind and then they've just you know either accepted or uh, refused my my offer of you know I estimated how much I think it would it would cost me so that's the the next part in it and yeah 
like I said last week, I always use always use a contract. I'll put a link in the show notes to Andy Clark's Contract Killers. Uh, it's a great one if you're a freelance uh, designer or developer or I think it's pretty broad actually that one I think even you know photographers could use it or have you ever used it uh I haven't but I'm sure that I've well I'm sure that I've signed it as a client is it not quite humorous it's um it's kind of more it's written in plain language rather than uh, rather than humorous Um, as it should be yeah so it's just kind of it's not all this legalese kind of kind of stuff but it's more like what we talked about last week setting down a contract is is mainly just saying this is what i'm doing this is what you're doing and this is how much it's going to cost and this is when it should be delivered and this is when you should pay and and that's um that's basically that's basically it so once i mean i don't start any work until there's a contract signed and the uh, a deposit uh, has been paid i don't start anything until until that has been paid i mean that's all in the, the contract as well so if you get a client that's that's you know causing a, a fuss or kind of asks you know why are we signing a contract or it kind of says you know why do I have to give you a deposit that's yeah alarm bells then then you shouldn't be working with that that type of person because you know they're going to question everything down the line so the the contracts to protect both of us in the in the process so and you'll get better at sniffing out those clients the more time you put into freelancing, don't you? Yeah, I've become so much fussier now just from doing it longer and, and having yeah disastrous projects. It's you can just tell whenever something doesn't isn't gonna work out and, and you can see the same sort of the same sort of stuff coming up again that you uh you had troubles with in the past. So I uh, I can definitely tell a lot quicker now and I've become yeah, I've become fussier in the projects I, I, I take on. So that's uh that's just something you just get with experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I uh so once all that the, the contracts are signed and, and the deposits are the deposit is uh is sent to me, then we can start uh, beginning on the project and we obviously uh have the the deadline in mind and I, I talk about okay, is this gonna be am I gonna be working on it like two days a week or am I going to be working on it solidly for the next month or uh, am I going to be just kind of uh, available on hand for for the next you know couple of weeks or whatever the whatever the schedule is that we've we've discussed every project is different and doesn't have all of these parts but usually it starts with a wireframe and so the wireframing stage of say say a web web design I usually that's where that's where it's really easy to to make really quick changes and have a rough idea of the 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 rough layout of of what the website or app is is going to look like and we can go back and forth really easily myself and the client to see that what we're building is is what they want and answers the the user's goals and usually alongside uh that I do the 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 mood boarding uh exercise as well if there's going to be a lot of design work in here or some branding or i i create i whip up a mood board and and uh nice is a really uh is a really good tool for that have you ever used nice yeah um, i love nice my chris uh chris armstrong's um little uh little app for uh for collect yeah collecting inspiration and then you can create mood boards out of it. it's really it's really handy and so i would yeah send over the mood board which is a great way of a great way of of saying are we on the same 
page. So we both look at it together, the, myself and the client and, and, you know, check off things that they, they really don't like in it or they, they really do like in it. And, and everything about, uh, about every one of these deliverables uh, that I give to a client, I try and do, uh, in person if feasibly possible, but usually at least over Skype and have a Skype call about it. And so that you can argue back with any points and, you can defend any any decisions you're making in the design process, but also, yeah, if they have a concern, then they can they can raise it and and you can just have a quick discussion about it and solve it rather than a lot of emailing back or forth. And um, yeah, if you're just emailing off designs uh, as an email attachment with no explanation, I mean that's gonna that's gonna cause a lot of problems and clients are gonna misinterpret things and they're they're not getting the full effect of of you explaining you know why you made all these all these decisions so after after we've established like a a solid direction to go in a design direction then i start i start um you know creating something more more concrete with their with their their content or their you know making it more something that's really uh, specific to the the actual project and usually uh, it's not necessarily like the home page of a website i would try and whatever whatever the user uses most uh, that's what i usually start with so whatever screen that is or page that is uh, or or design element that is that's what i would start with and and, and then work out from there and when you were building toddle and you were mm-hmm. doing or sorry not building designing toddle everything was happening like you were in Photoshop, but you were saving the file to Dropbox, which I had access to, and I could see literally every change and update that was happening. Was that mm-hmm. just because? Would you do that with every client? Uh, well, the client usually doesn't uh, gain access to the files until the very end. However, I usually, well, actually, no, I um, well, we we both had a folder the the Photoshop files and stuff were in there, but I. I always uh, I always establish a a Dropbox folder with the client that that I put all the deliverables in there, so everything I send them uh, is always in there, and they can go back over it and see, you know, uh, the very various you know versions we had of uh, of all of the designs. So I put uh, I set up a a Dropbox folder and and you know put everything I send them via email or over Skype or whatever. Everything I also put in this Dropbox folder, so they can go back and see the whole progress. And then at the very end, you know, I put in there, I put in the Photoshop files and everything. Yeah, because I was thinking when you were doing that and I, because I saw it start from nothing and obviously you you worked on it in real time. I saw everything in real time and I thought, gosh, Paddy must be a really confident designer to be doing this with me kind of technically like looking (laughs) over your back, watching you doing it. Because when people ask to see my photos on the camera before they've been edited, I'm always a bit shy about it. Whereas Mm -hmm. You were just, you know, you gave me access to see everything. I was just wondering if that's something that you normally do. Well, I do have, I like to show clients stuff as soon as possible and, you know, take, especially at the beginning stages, take baby steps towards the right direction and try out, you know, a few different different things. And that's what the mood board and the wireframing and everything is about as well. Like we're going, moving quite slowly at the start so that we're, we don't end up away down a path that, that doesn't really answer the, answer the brief. And, and it makes clients uncomfortable and nervous if they can't, 
if they don't know what's going on and I go away for a month and then come back and say, here's the finished design. I mean, that, that wouldn't work. So I definitely like to share as much progress as, uh, as possible. And, uh, one tip is to name the Dropbox folders, uh, yourself, because if you let clients name your Dropbox folders, then they will all be called for Patty or, uh, <laughs> files for Ashley. Uh, I have so many folders that are, that are named like that. So, um, yeah, call, uh, uh name your file, your Dropbox folders yourself. But yeah, that's, um, that's how I, uh, then I begin, you know, the more concrete designs and, and, uh, and just kind of work out more and more pages and screens or whatever. And, and like I said, yeah, try and present it in, in person or over Skype if possible, especially the early stuff. And, and then I think, yeah, I mean, during the whole project, I, I try and keep my client updated as much as possible on the budget. So, you know, when we hit 50% of the budget spent or so many days of the budget spent, I try and um, keep them updated on that rather than surprise them and say, okay, yeah, the budget's done uh, and you haven't really finished everything in the project yet. So to to make sure that we don't run into problems and, and yeah, go over in the budget or if there is something going on, like we're taking way too long in the mood boarding phase and we're like uh, running out of um, the budget we had allocated for that, you know, make sure they're aware that that these things are happening and, and we might run into problems down the line. It's all about communication and just the, as much communication as possible is, is key here. So in, in the first meetings, uh, communicate, you know, and answer emails quickly as possible and, and present your, present your ideas and present your designs and, and communicate about the budget and the deadline and, and let them know whenever problems are arising. I mean, that's, that's really important. So if you have budget left over, like if you finish under budget, do you say we could then add some more sprinkle on top or you just charge them for b- beneath the low? You just charge them for the figure that they came in at. Does that even make sense? Yeah, well, they're they're aware of, of where the budget is at. So, I mean, I tell them, yeah, we've got we've still got a day left in our budget. I mean, do you want to do something else? Uh, or yeah, do you want to just, yeah, save that money for the next time? But I mean, that's, uh, if you come in under budget, that's a, that's a real big positive for your client and they're surely going to come back to you again, you know? So, but more often than not, the client wants to use that extra day or whatever for something else. I mean, the clients always seem to have, uh, other things, other jobs they want around, um, or like a little update to their website or, or, you know. Uh, all sorts of all sorts of design jobs that they would love to um get done i mean usually the client would just use the rest of that time to do something else or make something a bit nicer but most of my uh most of my projects involve a developer and there's always there's always a certain chunk of the the work as the main design part but then there's also a uh time whenever the the developer is, is actually building the app and needs feedback from me and wants to has comes into runs into problems or needs a new icon or, or things like that so they they need to be able to to talk to me and get me to whip up a few things so usually that extra little time if there is some we can use for that as well and just kind of maintenance stuff so the but that's that brings up a good point i try and i try and find up who find out uh who is 
developing the app. So if it's one of their in-house developers or if they're using uh, somebody, a freelance developer or whoever it is, I try and bring them in or ask the client, can we bring them in on the, even the first meetings so that, and so that they're aware of like the bigger picture and what we're trying to build rather than just being surprised with, okay, here are all the designs, build this. It's better if they're involved and they can, you know, give you some of the, the technical directions we could go in or technical limitations and things like that. So I try and get them involved as soon as possible, but also to just discuss with them how we're going to work together. So usually I won't in a project, I won't have to create every single page in, in, in Photoshop, like when they can just sort of code a template and then a template of pages. And then all I would have to do is give them the, the extra uh, icons for each page or something like that. So that's that, uh, I try and find a way of working most efficiently with the developer as soon as possible. So that's usually, yeah, where the next uh, part of the process begins. And and all, more often than not, it's it's while I've designed a, a good chunk of the app, I can hand it off to them and they can start working on it. And then I'm also working on something else for the client, the, the next part of the app at the same time. So. But um, you're obviously having to communicate with a lot of different people, the developer and if there's a project manager and blah, 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 all these different people. And I'd imagine, I just see it in my head, like you getting an email from the developer asking one question and then an email from another person in the team asking a different question and just getting pulled in all different um, Mm -hmm. angles. Is that not the case? Like how do you kind of centralize all of that communication? It can happen uh, when it comes to talking to a client and getting feedback on a design, for example, uh, I make it sure, I make it clear at the start, you know, okay, who is responsible for for delivering the feedback to me? I'm not going to be, yeah, getting uh, emails from five different people on their side saying, you know, giving all of their opinions. It's up to somebody to own that and collect all the feedback on their side and then deliver it to me and, uh, or discuss it with me. Um, so that's, that's when it comes to that, the, the getting feedback part, then I, I make sure that there's one person in charge of that on the client side. And then when it comes to like working with the developers, I mean, I've used so many, so many different tools and apps now, like Slack chat rooms are pretty good for, uh, or hip chat for, um, uh, for like having everybody in the on the project, you know, in one place, and they can ask their questions in there. Skype is pretty is pretty good for like just having open like during the day, and when a client has a has a quick question, or usually a developer is is you know needs a different icon or needs something exported, they can just quickly ask me. Yeah, but um, are you the person who makes the suggestions? Oh, we should all we should all create a, a Slack account together, or is this something that the the team already have? It kind of depends on their on their experience. I mean, the developers usually have something that they're working with. Um, when it comes to a client, maybe it's their first time doing a project like this. So they, they don't have a lot of experience with, with, with chat rooms or how to communicate it. Right. So that's how I try to, that's a topic I usually try and bring up at the start and say, okay, how are we going to handle communication? Are we going to keep it all in email? And that can get pretty messy and, and to find, uh, to find back, you know, stuff that we'd done a while ago. Um, Dropbox is pretty, it's pretty good for keeping, you know, the, like the latest designs in a certain folder, but yeah, it, it it's kind of a mix of, yeah, I make some suggestions and whatever works best. I mean, if it's, uh, if it's one, 
one developer and me that are creating it, or if it's like a team of developers that are spread all over the place, we have to, we have to decide the best tool for the job. And yeah, time zones are a bit of a nightmare as well, because most of my clients are all over the place. So uh, where are most of your clients based? Uh, mostly, mostly in the States, I think at the moment. Yeah. Mo- mostly would, uh, most of them would be in the States and I have the odd one in Belgium or, um, yeah, in Europe, which is, which is handier, but whenever, yeah, you have people on the, on the West coast there, you know, just getting up as you're finishing, finishing up the day. So you have to arrange, you know, when we're going to meet and, and have like, you know, a daily chat or a weekly chat or, you know, make sure that they're, they give you enough feedback in that chat so that you have enough to do the next, the next day so that you can deliver something rather than waiting around for them to wake up to get feedback. So that's all stuff you have to consider as well. Mm. And, um, I mean, you've, yeah, for you, I guess you don't work with, with clients that are in other parts of the world. So no, never had that problem. Yeah. Although you do have, you were mentioning, yeah, you have, customers in in england so you would have to you would have to travel quite a bit and go and see them you have to see your um your clients in person so that that's a bit of a yeah a bit of a nightmare for you especially if you have to like going on the yeah if you want to go and see the place before before the actual wedding day and stuff yeah i mean a wedding never if you're shooting a wedding in a different country it's never going to be just the one day that it should be if in scotland you know it's just one day i go to the the venue and shoot it but in england you've obviously you're you're you've got to take maybe three days out of your work uh-huh. to do it you know one day to travel there and check things out and then one day to shoot the wedding and then the next day to travel back so can get complicated but never ever worked with anybody in a different time zone um, well, actually, that's not true. Again, as a client, I've hired um, I've hired a team who are, is it called nomads? Like when uh, you're a nomadic. Yeah, like in the desert and like. Well, they just basically live in a different country every single month. Oh, really? Oh, right, right. Yeah, but I've never had a problem with communicating with them because they're always just a couple of hours ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think they're so conscious of working with clients in different time zones that they tend to work really odd hours. Like they'll have Skype meetings with me at midnight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've had that experience as a client, but never, never as the um, um, worker. Yeah. I think for me then the, the last the last part of the process then is like the final delivery of, of files. And I mean, all of my stuff is usually digital. Whereas you were saying about, you know, you, you post over a nice little uh, branded package of, of, you know, girl with a camera, USB sticks and things like that. For me, all of my stuff is digital. So uh, usually Dropbox is the method of delivery and I put everything, I'm pretty messy when it comes to working when it comes to doing the actual work and like in Photoshop files, I'm always just creating loads and loads of layers and things and, and trying stuff out. And I'm really messy when it comes to that. But at the very end of a process, I, I, I really need everything to be, I'm quite obsessive over the, the details on everything. Every folder has to be named correctly. I've and there can't that. be, yeah, I get really, I get really annoyed with messy folders on Dropbox and, and because I'm shared with so many people now there I have so many messy folders and it drives me mad but in photoshop and things I I like you know everything to be in folders and named and 
uh, just everything as tidy as possible. And I usually try and export a lot of assets for developers and make sure they have everything that uh, I think they, they need um, and make sure, yeah, all the fonts are in there and all that sort of stuff is just really nicely, you know, easy to find and they don't have to dig through Photoshop files or whatever else. So I um, I usually become a bit obsessive about about that sort of stuff. And, and uh, well, I've had developers say they really appreciate the, you know, how tidy everything was, you know, whenever they finally got deliverables. Yeah, I was going to so. say that's you again, kind of going that wee extra, putting in that extra value just to make sure everything is easy to find. And it is because obviously I've, I've worked with you and then with this podcast too, you are really obsessive about keeping things <laughs> organized and it's great. It's rubbed off on me. So thanks for that. That's good. But I think apart from that, I think that's pretty much my whole process. The only thing was like we talked about, you know, kind of feedback surveys or asking your clients for feedback. That's something I haven't really done to any great extent, but it's certainly something I'm, I'm interested in and, and I'm interested in learning from, from my clients and, you know, asking them what they enjoyed about working with me and what, what they thought I could do better or, or, you know, if they were doing a game, what would they change? Um, so that's definitely something I'm going to think about and, and perhaps try. Uh, I think that was, that, that's something you've done, right? Or like no, that's something that never... I think I, I will do. Yeah. I think that's quite important. I mean, we did it with the app. Why are we not doing it with, or clients on other mm-hmm. projects, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's something that I'll be doing moving forward. But quite cool. interesting to hear how you do everything, even though I kind of had a wee sneak peek, a wee insight into how you work anyway. But I think it's something that, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear how other people who do a similar job to you, if they do things differently to you, or if they have any suggestions on any changes you can make to be more efficient, but listening to you, I don't think there is. I think you sound like a very efficient worker, Paddy. Well, I think it's just from experience and just doing the same thing over and over again. And, and yeah, I use free agent, which is really handy. And, uh, I just found the, 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 the right grooves and, and how to work efficiently. And, but I'm always changing things all the time and always updating, you know, my, my daily rate and, and always updating, you know, the, the, the way I, the way I communicate with clients. And I'm always trying to learn from previous projects and, you know, adapt to, to, you know, changing, yeah, changing ways of working and, and how to communicate with clients and always trying to improve on it as well. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to Working Out. And you can catch us at workingoutpodcast.com. You can email us at info at workingoutpodcast.com. <laughs> um, yeah, until next time. Bye. I always <laughs> big delay. <laughs> big delay on your bye there. It's because I was thinking, did I say that stuff right? Is it .com? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>